good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Trust your anchor is gripped fast to the Word of God. If there's ever a day we need it, we certainly need it now. Good to welcome you. Thank you for letting me into your day today. And it's a real privilege to be able to share God's Word with you. And uh, we thank the Lord for the freedom to continue to uh, to be able to do so. And so, welcome today. And uh, this is a couple days, actually, after the election, uh, at least when this is podcast is being released. And I thought it would be important to take a break from our normal uh, series that I'm doing through the uh, uh, third chapter of Philippians and to be able to turn our attention towards uh, some things that uh, I think are worth giving attention to today. We know that, uh, at least as far as my recording this right now, that the election has not been definitively decided. And so I know that there are a lot of people that are really upset and concerned and hand-wringing I know that there are some elections that have been decided that have not been uh, in the favor of God's people, that evil seems to prevail in those situations, and uh, it becomes unsettling to us to to, to think of what may lie ahead in the future. And so I think it would be good for us to reflect on Psalm 46 this morning. The Bible says, "...God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble." Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And then the psalmist, there's a notation there uh, by the word selah, which means think on these things, reflect on it. And so we reflect on that today, that God is our refuge and our strength. That's never going to change. He's always going to be there. In fact, the psalmist comes to the end of Psalm 46, and he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. That is such a timely reminder today. I was reading recently an article by a man named John Dalrymple, and he is remarking on that very fact that there's a temptation for us to be anxious during this election of 2020. And it's important to remember at least five foundational truths. There are many more than this, but I've narrowed it down uh, to this particular thought, a few thoughts that I wanted to leave with you today. Here we are, a couple days after the election. Uh, I did not stay up all night watching the results of the election. I know that there are some people that were just with bated breath hanging on every observation of uh, the uh, political commentators that are on the various news networks, all of which just serve to make you unsettled if you're not careful. So I chose just to go to bed, and I've gotten up on the next day, and things are still not decided definitively as yet. A number of races are. And we look at the landscape that's out there, and it's our temptation to become uh, defeated and disappointed. Uh, And I think there are some things that we need to remember. Number one, you're listening today. Remember, dear listener, that God actually cast the final ballot. Uh, As Americans in 2020, we have the privilege and the responsibility for voting, and many of you did. I hope that you did, and you got out and voted for those people and policies that align with our biblically-based beliefs. However, at the end of the day, or however long it's going to take to count all the ballots that have been sent in and uh, that have not yet been tallied up, 
Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21 says God is the one who sets up kings and he appoints governing authorities. Romans chapter 13 verse 1 tells us. Remember that when Pilate tried to explain to Jesus that he had authority to release him or to have him crucified, Jesus responded in John 19.11. He said, you would have no authority over me at all unless it were given to you from above. That is a fact. God casts the final ballot, and He is the one who makes arrangements for the circumstances of our politics and of our nation and arranges its affairs. And oftentimes He allows us to have, allows a nation to have its desires in order, if anything, to show them that uh, that it's going to result in, in, in catastrophic disappointment. Number two, let's remember today that politicians cannot thwart God's plan. In spite of what I just said, Pharaoh temporarily tried to keep God's chosen people from leaving Egypt. Do you remember that? Uh, King Herod even ordered the slaughter of infants in order to eliminate the threat of a King Jesus. But there's no policy or propaganda that can stop the sovereign hand of God that's in the process of working his purposes out in this world. Proverbs 21.1, the Bible says the king's heart is like a stream of water in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it wherever he will. God doesn't need any kind of politician to accomplish his good purposes. He will work out what he intends to have happen. Number three, let me remind you, listener, that God will do justly, eventually. Do you hear that point? God will do justly, eventually. Well, when innocent people perish and proud politicians really seem unaccountable for their actions, remember that God will always perform justice in His perfect time. From our perspective as followers of Jesus Christ, we look out on the landscape, the political landscape, and we see that evil men seem to have sway over what's going on in our country. And it seems as if there is no justice in the earth. Uh, But if you question the delay in God's judgment, consider how long he waited for you to turn to him. God's mercy becomes very personally precious, but it's often socially confusing and perplexing. Listen, don't misinterpret God's delay as disregard or disinterest. Numbers 14, 18, the Bible says the Lord is slow to anger. He's abounding in a in steadfast love. He, he forgives iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty. Don't forget, God will do justly eventually. It's in his hands. Number four, the church is going to endure. Uh, I believe we ought to fight for our religious freedom. We ought to make the right choices and exercise our votes for righteousness. And yet we need to recognize that the church doesn't require that kind of liberty to worship and multiply for the glory of God. Can we understand, please, today that we have enjoyed an extended period of prosperity in the church and blessing, which has not always been 
uh, a plus and a positive for the church because the church is headed at ease and too many pretenders and fakes and wannabes come in and yet they don't want that commitment to Jesus Christ. The church is going to endure. We, we don't pursue persecution, but we do pray for purity. And it seems that that's what the Lord is doing. Ever since COVID and all of the things happened, there are numbers of people that were peripheral attenders at church and they were part-time disciples of Jesus and they had never committed their life to him and they continue to live in lawlessness. And the Lord is purifying the church from that. Uh, We understand that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, if God chooses persecution, then we accept it and we take joy in the fact that Christ will build his church, the Bible says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That is a biblical promise that the church will endure. And then last of all, listen to me, dear listener today, God will never stop caring for you. Are you in despair right now? Are you worried about what the future may hold? Listen, God will never stop caring for you if you are his true child. Uh, When a child runs into their parent's home in the middle of the night because he or she is frightened by a storm and the thunder and the lightning, they're not actually asking mom and dad for the building codes and uh, the evacuation plans. What do they want? They want a hug. They want to know they're loved. God's Word doesn't just explain the science of suffering, folks. It illustrates God's care for individuals like you and me. He cared about people with chronic illness in the Bible. He cared about that woman who was doubled over. Uh, he, He cared about the woman who could not have a child. He was patient with disciples who struggled with unbelief and those who completely abandoned him in his hour of need. He feeds the birds. He clothes the grass and he will always take care of you, Matthew 6 says. So if you're wrestling with anxiety, on these days following the election, or maybe in the even months and years ahead. Listen, set your hope in Jesus. That's what this podcast is all about. I want you to hold fast to Jesus Christ, not any politician, not any political party. Take courage in those truths and in the stability that's found in our rock and our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Love Him. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. And unlike politicians, he'll never let you down. God bless.